so the May Young Classic is concluded up through the finals, and I gotta say, comparing it to the Cruiserweight Classic, completely unfair, because that was just a phenomenal show to bring out the sort of the new concept of what is possible for lighter weight wrestlers in the WWE. And that's sort of key is that it's not just what's the state of the art in wrestling. It's what's state of the art that the WWE can present. That said, this wasn't that. The Mae Young Classic was more about what can be done with the women on in the world that is not storyline driven because this isn't a storyline driven event at all. There were some minor little things here and there, but it wasn't a way to present an idea of what is happening between these people. It is a competition. And this is something that WWE does not do well. Traditionally is present competition as the driving force behind their matches. Here, that is 100% the case. And with the finals, you have Shayna Baszler taking on Kyrie Sane, which is going to be probably a phenomenal match. I couldn't think of two people with a more interesting contrast. I would say that as far as in-ring... They both had some amazing matches. But to me, the highlight of the entire tournament was an opening round match between Tessa Blanchard and Kyrie Sane, which was phenomenally good. It highlighted Kyrie's brilliant work rate. It really showed how Tessa Blanchard can hang with someone that great. I've seen her in other, other times, and she's really good. Here, she looked phenomenal because she had the interplay with Kyrie. Just phenomenally good. And I've said this many places. Tessa Blanchard is three years or less away from being the biggest women's wrestling thing in the world. She is so good. She has the look. She can work. She's got all of it. There were some really, really good matches. And there were some less good matches. I really liked... Uh, I really enjoyed the Kyrie versus... Tessa Blanchard, I really enjoyed Kyrie versus Bianca Blair. Uh, Dakota Kai versus Kyrie was also great. And of course, the Kyrie Sane versus Tony Storm match in the uh, semifinals was really one of the most phenomenal matches as far as two people working off of each other's strengths. The match that really got me most interested in the whole sort of narrative, I guess, would be the best way to put it, is when we got Tony Storm versus Piper Niven, which was not only a really good match, but what it did was that they showed that you can have two women who are so diametrically opposed to each other in their approach towards matches, and yet come up with a great match and it was honestly a British match. This felt like sort of one of those world of sports matches, or actually probably the better thing is it felt like Tyler Bate versus uh, Mark Andrews. Uh, 
there was a great, what I think to be the best spot in the entire thing. They were doing a knuckle lock and they were sort of trading off bridges. And then they both hit a bridge at the same time and they shake hands. That was great. I thought it was a nice little spot. There were some really impressive debuts. Uh, it was the first time I'd ever seen Rhea Ripley. I can't remember what she works as in New Zealand, but she's phenomenal. And her match with Dakota Kai, which I imagine has happened before, uh, Dakota Kai, better known as Evie, uh, New Zealand. I bet you they work together there. But Rhea Ripley is going to have a huge career. She's absolutely got the look. She can move. She's really young. But I think she'll really turn out to be one of the top women in the world. Sadly, I think they missed a couple opportunities also. Uh, Serena Deeb probably had a better story that could be told. Um, but, you know, I get that she went and lost to Piper Niven, who had a, you know, she was so different. Piper is, you know, she's a big girl. And comparing her to uh, Bam Bam Bigelow is not at all a negative, I think. And I think other than Jazzy Gabbert, who just doing her sort of power, she, again, Piper and Jazzy were very different from everyone else. Jazzy's big, she's strong, she exudes a sort of toughness, did a lot of a very smart no-selling. And there's a difference between just no-selling, like you would see uh, an excellent example, Ivan Putsky, uh, the Road Warriors, and doing sort of a story no-selling. I used to see that a lot in, like, All Japan. Uh, Kobashi was great at it. <laughs> but the match with Abby Leith she had was phenomenal. It wasn't a brilliantly worked match, but it was phenomenal at getting the audience into the match and into this sort of conflict. Another match I 100% suggest everyone go out and see is Nicole Savoy versus Candice LeRae. Uh, Nicole Savoy is phenomenal. And watching her makes me really want to see her called up to take on Charlotte. Because there is a feud just waiting to happen. Their styles are so... They're different, but you could see where the kick and suplex-based Savoy offense would meld so well with the sort of I don't want to say cutting-edge modern NWA-type style, but she really does. Can, Charlotte has that sort of traditional, smart-working heel idea, and she's really good, and I think she'll do really well once she gets called up, and she will. I think Savoy did a great job with what she had. As much as I hate to say it, uh, Shayna Baszler had... Two good matches, one really good match, and one that was just sort of there. Uh, her good matches, Mia Yim, who I had hoped also would have gone further, but was really solid, sort of pushed her, and they, they had a good match. The Candice LeRae match was phenomenal. Uh, the way that they played off each other was very smart and... It looked as if Candace was taking just enough to make herself look good and giving so much. The match that I adored, though, was Mercedes Martinez versus 